welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and, might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 dot myportfolio.com on there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show we are talking about last night's game and specifically is this d-backs offense finally starting to break out so we'll get into that we'll see who have been the key contributors in this offense recently and then we'll talk about tonight's game a little bit, talk about Zach Gallon's matchup against Kyle Freeland. We'll get into those things as well, those details. But first, if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to RockAuto.com where the prices are always reliably low and they always have an amazing selection. And don't forget to tell them we sent you. All right, let's get right into it. And let's talk about that D-backs win last night because that was a huge win for this team. They beat the first place team, the Colorado Rockies. D-backs are now seven, seven and ten on the season. Rockies are eleven and five. D-backs are now four and a half games back in the NL West. And really, the nicest thing about that win last night is the D-backs are finally no longer in the basement. I would have to check all the stats, but I feel like they've been in last place the whole season until last night. So finally, the D-backs are finally out of the basement of the NL West, and they're no longer the laughing stock of the division. And a lot of that is because of this D-backs offense. Finally starting to come alive a little bit in these recent weeks. Finally starting to make an appearance because if you just look at the D-backs schedule, it, it took them eight games to put up a score of at least five runs. Just think about that. It took them eight games, almost a, a sixth of the season before they even scored five runs. If we look at the last six games, in four of the last six, they scored at least five runs. So, it took them eight games in the beginning of the year to score at least five runs, but now the D-backs have scored at least five runs and four of the last six. That at least shows you this offense is moving in the right direction. A lot of it's because of how well this team is recently starting to do with the runners in scoring position. If you just look at last night's game, D-backs had 18 hits, and eight of those came with runners in scoring position. They were 8 for 24 with runners in scoring position. If I do a little quick math, I believe that's a, a batting average of about 333. So... That's pretty solid. That's what you want from your D-backs team. They're coming through finally with runners in scoring position. They, you know, these numbers are finally, these numbers of some of these players are finally starting to pick up. And really, who I want to, you know, really hone in on is David Peralta and Cole Calhoun because these two guys have really started to pick it up. We got Cole Calhoun, pretty much the leadoff hitter now for the D-backs, and David Peralta is right there. That cleanup spot, if you look at the last week for these two guys, they've been really picking it up, and they've been pretty much the main contributors as to why this D-back team is doing so good. Now, I'm not taking away from the Marte Parte because we know what they do. Ketel Marte has been easily the best player on this D-backs team, and you can make the argument, you know, starting Marte has been the second best. So 
I'm talking about the key contributors who you don't expect to, or or the key contributors who you know have been underperforming and are finally starting to live up to expectation because the the, the Marte Parte they're two studs, so I'm not worried about them. But if you look at Cole Calhoun and David Peralta's last week. Cole Calhoun in the last week, his batting average is only 260, but he's slugging 704 with an OPS at 1037. Uh, he has four home runs on the season, but three of those came in the last week. 11 RBIs on the season. None of those came in the last week. He has seven hits in the last seven days as well. Now, if you look at David Peralta in the last week, this man has been on fire too. David Peralta is batting 478 in the last week with a slugging percentage of 739, OPS of 1295. He has seven RBIs in the last week, four walks, one home run, and 11 hits. So both of these two guys, when you combine it with the Marte Parte, finally uh, able to break the doors open for this D-backs team. It was finally nice to see. We we saw this D-backs team score early last night, and that's what I told them they were going to have to do. Cole Calhoun got the scoring started with the leadoff home run to really set the tone. Then Christian Walker came in, doubled up Ketal Marte to put the D-backs up to nothing. And I said... D-backs are going to have to score early against this Rockies team because they're that good at offense and they're that good at pitching. They're going to have to jump on them early and make them feel like they have to scratch and claw back into this game as opposed to vice versa where the D-backs have been doing that all season long. So that's what they did last night. They put up runs early and often. Through four innings last night, the D-backs scored eight runs, but... Of course, with Robbie Ray on the mound, no lead ever feels too safe because after the D-back scored two in the first, Robbie Ray, of course, gave up a Trevor Story home run in the bottom of the first because my biggest issue with Robbie Ray is that every time the D-back score, seems like Robbie Ray goes out there and gives up a, a you know a home run or gives up a, a double that scores somebody. He never has that shutdown inning that the D-backs need right after they score, you know, when they're up to play. And, you know, you can't win games like that. You need your pitchers to have shutdown innings or the offense or the offense is going to feel like that's a score every time out there. And I want my offense to already feel like that. I want them to have that mentality. But I, I don't want it to be a mentality because your pitcher actually sucks and they actually you actually have to do that. You actually have to score at least seven to eight runs for your team to even have a chance at winning. So I'm okay with that mentality if your pitcher is actually not pitching like that. But for Robbie Ray, he's actually pitching like that. After he, he gave up the Trevor Story home run to put the Rockies down just 2-1, to one, and then after the D-backs uh, scored another 3 in the top of the third, you're like, hey, Robbie Ray, you have now a 5-1 lead. Can we at least get one shutdown inning? No, he, he obviously, or not obviously, but he didn't give up any runs in the second inning because the D-backs didn't score in the second inning. But when the D-backs scored in the third, you know what Robbie Ray did? It came out in the bottom of the third. Rocky scored two more runs. Now it's 5-3. So what do the D-backs do? They give Robbie Ray three more runs of support, giving him an 8-3 lead now. So what does Robbie do? What does Robbie Ray do? In the bottom of the fourth, he comes out. He gives up three more runs. Now it's an 8-6 to six ball game. And that's just the end of Robbie Ray. That's what he did last night. Three in the two innings pitch, six earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts, and one home run allowed, 84 pitches. Uh, I don't know when this new Robbie Ray is supposed to show up, but I would finally like to see this man. He keeps saying about this new delivery. He's still working on it. So the little glove tap has helped his timing a lot. He said he felt it drastically improved in the, uh, when he pitched against the Astros. Dude, we just need to see it, man. If you you keep saying your timing's getting better, you keep saying you're improving and you feel great, you know, after the end of every start, you feel like your arm is good, you feel like you're getting close. Well, dude, just perform. 
You're still walking, dude. You're still giving up a lot of earned runs. You're still giving up home runs. Dude, you got to just perform better because I don't know how many more starts you can have. I don't know how long your leash is going to be because this D-backs team only gave up one earned run after Robbie, or excuse me, the D-backs team gave up two earned runs after Robbie Ray came out. And Alex Young was responsible for one of them, but he went two innings. He only gave up, you know, a solo home run. So I was fine with what Alex Young did. But Andrew Chafin, for some reason, has really been struggling this year. He came in, couldn't even get through one batter. He gave up three hits in an earned run. So I don't know what's been up with Andrew Chafin this year, but Robbie Ray needs to get better because you can't keep relying on the bullpen to bail you out for the last six innings of the ballgame, the last five innings of the ballgame. Robbie Ray needs to finally give us a quality start because somehow Robbie Ray, you know, keeps getting wins and, you know, this D-backs team keeps helping him out. He didn't get the win last night, thankfully, but... This D-backs team keeps bailing him out every time he starts. They've been giving him good run support. But Robbie Ray needs to just perform for once. And because I I can't sit here and watch Robbie Ray for much longer. At some point, Tori Lovello needs to make a a decision. Mike Hazen needs to make a decision. And you have to trade Robbie Ray, move him to the bullpen, or just get him out of the starting rotation. Because this D-backs team, there's not that many games. And you can't keep wasting starts throwing Robbie Ray on the mound. And hopefully the D-backs come through and give Zach Gallon some run support tonight, just like a CBD MD, because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBD MD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze, too. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. To make it even easier, try the amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD MD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Alright, alright, alright. Let's break down tonight's matchup between Kyle Freeland and Zach Gallon. So Zach Gallon actually doesn't have a win on the season, and more importantly, he actually doesn't have a win in his career against the Colorado Rockies. Gallon has faced the Rockies twice in his career, both of those in 2019, and he has no decisions against uh, the Rockies so far. He didn't win either of those games, but he didn't lose either of those either, and he has a 2.7 ERA in those two starts, so he's been solid against the Rockies on the uh, in the past, and on the year, even though he has no wins and no losses, his ERA is 2.81, and Zach Allen, I think you can make the case, has been the D-backs ace this year. You could uh, throw a Merrill Kelly in that conversation, but those are really the only two guys. Pretty much three-fifths of this D-backs rotation has been pretty atrocious this year, but Thankfully, Zach Gallon has done exactly what I needed him to do, has done everything I said he was going to do. I told you guys Zach Gallon 
was going to be this kind of player. I told you he was going to live up to the potential and the expectations. I've been clamoring for him all season long, and he's finally here. I say it every podcast, every time Zach Allen starts. I tell you guys how much uh, I've been right about Zach Allen because of how dominant he's been. He's been striking out guys, and he's been getting better at limiting how many guys can get on base as well. He's been doing better in that area. If we just take a look at Gallon's numbers on the year, I already mentioned the 2-8-1 ERA. When 16 innings pitch, he has the 7 walk, so his walk rate is still a little high, 3.9. But his strikeouts per 9 is at 11.8, which is pretty dominant. 21 strikeouts in 16 innings is pretty great. His uh, hits per 9 is 7.3, so he still gives up a decent amount of hits, but he's been great at limiting the action. I don't like the 3 home runs and 3 starts. I mean, a home run a start... That's not too bad, but only five earned runs in 16 innings pitch. He's been great in that area. Even though he gets hit sometimes, he walks guys sometimes, he doesn't allow that to actually take... He doesn't take the damage from that. He's able to limit guys once they get on base. And he's been doing great and been effective in working through his arsenal and mixing up his pitches. And it's all about location. Zach Allen makes his pitches when he needs to, and... Just to compare that to Kyle Freeland, the Rocky starter, that's something he's been better at too this year. After him struggling mightily in 2019 with a 6-7-3 ERA, he's having quite a bounce back season in 2020. And he said a lot of it has been because of he discovered this changeup. He didn't realize he had such uh, a devastating changeup, I guess. He said during the offseason, really worked on his changeup, and he said it's been great in his arsenal. And now he's throwing it a ton. So for the D-backs, this offense, if they want to break out again, they're going to need to be a little bit more patient and wait for that fastball because Kyle Freeland's going to throw that change up and try to fool you a lot, and he's been very effective with it. Kyle Freeland, people forget, but in 2018, even his fourth in the Cy Young voting, he pitched over 200 innings, had 285 ERA, 173 strikeouts. He's pretty great in 2018. And then 2019, as I already mentioned, he was awful. But now, it seems like 2020, he's back to that 2018 Kyle Freeland. If that's true, this guy could be pretty devastating on the mound sometimes. Now, he's more of a he tries to be more of a ground ball pitcher. He's not really a strikeout artist. If you look at his strikeouts per nine, it's only 5.3. So for the D-backs, don't, don't try to go out there and be overly aggressive, I think, tonight. I think tonight you want to be a little bit more patient on the mound. This is going to be more of a finesse pitcher that tries to get you with the ground balls and the change-ups. He's going to try to fool you with that. So I think if you wait for your fastballs, wait for him to make his mistakes, I think really, really capitalize on what uh, I think really capitalize on those moments. And I think this D-backs offense could have another solid performance today. Now, I don't think they'll score 12 runs. I do think this is going to be more of a pitcher's duel. I think this is going to be more of a 5-3 win, a 4-3 win. I think this is going to be a low-scoring ball game. I think the D-backs' real opportunity is probably going to come in, uh, probably going to happen when that bullpen comes in for the Rockies because this D-backs team recently seems to be scoring a lot of their runs later in the ball game. They've been pretty good against the bullpen recently. If you look at come, uh, a couple of their last matchups, like against the Astros, uh, when that bullpen came in, the D-backs' offense started to come alive. So I think for tonight's matchup, we're going to see this D-backs' offense struggle a little bit early, but I think once they see Kyle Freeland, maybe for that second or third time through, then they'll start making a little bit better contact. And then I think once that Rockets' bullpen comes in tonight, you might see the D-backs take off just a little bit as well. But for Zach Allen, we just need to see him keep producing like he has been. 
I mean, you're you're in Coors Field, so you have to be careful there. But as I mentioned before, you know, Zach Allen has not he he's been fine outside of uh he's been fine outside of Chase Field, and one of those starts that he made against the Colorado Rockies in 2019 was at Coors Field, and he only allowed two runs, but he gave up nine hits in four innings. So we'll see if, you know, if he goes six innings tonight, what that will mean, because I don't know if you could give up nine hits again and still only give up two earned runs. That's pretty hard to do. So for Zach Allen tonight, yeah, the hits might come, but if he could still limit the damage that gets done, if he could, I, I don't care if he gives up nine, ten hits tonight, but if he only allows two earned runs, that all that matters to me. I only care about the damage given up, and so Zach Allen has been great at limiting the damage, and you know he he walks the dudes, he gives up hits, but he doesn't give up the earned runs, which is all that matters to me because at the end of the day, you look at what Robbie Ray has done, you looked at. You look at what Luke Weaver has done. You know, when they walk guys, when they give up hits, it's for damage. They're extra base hits. You know, they're base hits that just crush your spirit as a team and just put runs on the board for the opponent. But for Zach Gallon, that hasn't been the case. And I think tonight, you know, another win here tonight could, you know, could be drastic in the standings. It could be have major impacts on the rest of the season. And that sounds like a hyperbole. Because, you know, we're still pretty early in the season as, or at least it feels like that because we've only played 17 games. But we're three games away from saying we're a third of the way through the season. There's only 60 games in and we're three games away from 20 games played. So once you hit 20 games played in your third of the season, then you got to start picking it up. So the Rockies are still in first place right now. If the D-backs win tonight, they can move, what, three and a half games back at first maybe? And really, really what's important is second place. You don't want to play for the division lead because even though that sounds nice, you only have to finish second to be guaranteed a, a wild card spot. The top two teams in every division are going to be guaranteed a wild card spot this year. Or not a wild card spot, a playoff spot. So for the D-backs, they're only four games back of the Dodgers for second. That's really what matters. So D-backs have to start stacking these wins against opponents. And they can't, even though four and a half games back with, you know, uh, two-thirds of the season left in a 60-game season is not a lot of time, you're still going against guys that are directly in front of you in the standings. So D-backs still have the time. You know, they still have the opportunity. But they have to win games. They can't lollygag. They can't fool around. The only way you're going to get back in this playoff uh, playoff race is winning games. And right now, their point differential is negative 25. They've been outscored by 25 runs on the season. And that's just not sustainable for a playoff caliber team like the D-backs. So I want to see more of what you've done recently with four of the last six games scoring at least five runs. That's what the D-backs have been better at recently you got you know the at least your core five guys of Cole Calhoun the Marte Parte David Peralta and Christian Walker they're all performing really well right now and then for Eduardo Escobar could finally come around the corner that's six guys in your lineup who are producing at a very high level and that's pretty much all you need in baseball to really win games and have effective offense if your top six guys can do pretty well I think you're gonna be okay and who knows if we could even get some more contributions maybe from a Carson Kelly Nick Ahmed can keep showing the pop like he showed in 2019. And that will only help further this D-backs offense and even help further help them win even more games. So I still like this team. I still think they have a shot. But this Colorado Rockies series is very telling. It's going to pretty much set up the team for the rest of the season. And 
They need to win these. They need to win these games. They have to win these games, or they're gonna fall out of this, as I keep saying, very quickly. That's it for this edition of a Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's podcast. Go back and listen to yesterday's podcast if you missed that. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace.